0: That helps uh, the show climb up the rankings and helps more people uh, find it. So thanks a lot. Karen, are you ready?
1: I am ready.
0: Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grombacher. Karen Weeks is an organizational growth strategist, a speaker, a writer, the VP of People at Order Groove. I'm excited to have you on. Karen, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do.
1: Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Really excited to be here. I uh, currently live in New York City. We've been here for about nine years. So I'm originally from New England. I have lived in various states across the country uh, and actually started out in theater and entertainment. And after doing that for a few years, realized that lifestyle wasn't exactly what I wanted for my real adult life. So made the move into HR and have been here uh, ever since. Uh, really the the goal for me uh, when I moved into HR was to help people find something that they were passionate about and would feel successful in their careers and help businesses find those people to join their teams um, and so I think that a lot of that drives how people think about what job they're gonna accept what companies are going to stay with so it's a really exciting conversation for me um personally like i said i live in new york with my husband of almost 20 years and three furry babies a dog and two
0: cats (laughs) nice 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 i I love it and perhaps a conversation for another day the similarities between human resources and and the theater because i'm sure that there is some crossover at uh, at some point but well certainly um you are well aware of the challenges that that so many of us are facing with with being engaged and really enjoying the work that we're doing so from your perspective what how how big of a problem do you think that that is and 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 why is it taking place
1: it's a great question i think part of it is the market is really hot right now and so people are constantly getting pinged from recruiters or they hear about things from their friends around you know this new exciting job that they could have. And they may be very happy in their current organization, but just, you know, anytime you hear, it's why some people don't like being on social media because all you see is the happy stuff that other people are going, are right. enjoying in life. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of that happening. And so you always think there's a grass greener on the other side. You know, my company isn't perfect because, by the way, no company is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just constantly makes you wonder what else is out there, even if you're very happy where you are today. And I think that's one of the biggest shifts I've seen over the last few years or so is that it always, you know, there's always people who literally are not happy where they are and so they're thinking about something different. But I see more and more people who are actually pretty happy and not looking, yet they still make a change.
0: Got it. That's interesting. Um, so do you do you think about work um, in, in a delineation between having a job and having a career?
1: Yes, and actually we talk about that a lot at Order Groove because we really want people to join Order Order Groove because they want to be there. We all, well, most people have to work. Sure. We have rents to pay, mortgages, whatever. Um, but you want to find a company or a job that you actually really enjoy um, so that the has to of work doesn't feel that way. It's something you're actually enjoying. And so that's something as we interview people at Order Group, we're hoping they're joining us because there's something about our company that they really like, not because they need a job, they have to pay their rent. So we were the first ones to give an offer. And I think a lot of times people at various stages of their life have to, to, have to just take a job. Um, and there's something driving them in their personal life that have put them in a situation I've definitely been there um, Versus the opportunities to really think about a career and Thinking longer term about how does this develop my skills for what the future what I want the future to hold
0: and Is it is Do you think that that, that, that people can find that in any organization doing any work or do they really need to to, to be in Doing work that 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 really clicks with them, I guess. I'm, I don't know that what what I'm actually fumbling around for here, but it's a matter of I, I think that so much of 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 life is how you look at things and and the perspective that you look at things. Um, but is that possible for everybody?
1: I'd like to think so. I mean, maybe I'm too much of an optimist. Um, you know, at the at the end of the day, even finding a job that's closer to your home. So maybe. There's a point where you have to work in an industry that really isn't where you want to be, but maybe you find something that's closer to home or has better hours for you so that you still feel like you have some sort of choice. Um, I remember when I was um, fresh out of school and I was doing theater and I was not making any bit of money, definitely didn't have insurance or anything like that. And I had to find a day job to help me supplement my theater, early theater life, Um, you know, I was living in North Carolina at the time. There's tons of things I could have done. I could have waitressed. I could have worked in retail. I could have found like some sort of office admin job. And instead, I actually ended up working in daycare because at the time, you know, working with the kids was a lot of fun. Having an earlier schedule was really important to me so that I could easily get to rehearsals at night. Um, So that was a time where I definitely needed a job, but I found something that at least was going to have me enjoy the time that I was spending at that job, even if it wasn't part of my career. And while that's not always ha- possible, like I, said, I, I definitely want to be a realist. Um, I hope that people can at least find little wins in the times where they have to have a job.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that that's well said. You mentioned choice, and I think that that is choice and, and, and control, so having the control to be able to make decisions at work. What are some of those other drivers that you think really lead to um, happiness in 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 a role
1: I think a lot of it has to do with am I actually making an impact here um, whether that is to the bottom line of the company whether it's to the clients whether it's my internal team so many people that are at a point in their um, career where they're trying to think about do I stay? do I go do I change roles internally at this company a lot of it is because they feel like they've either plateaued from a learning standpoint or plateaued from an impact standpoint. And I think th- those are two things that really drive people when they're thinking about is it time to make a change? And again, that could be a change internally. we I've worked for a lot of companies that encourage internal transfers, internal job changes, even not promotions, just you know client services to product or product to technology or whatever. Um and so I think those are those are sort of the two axes that people think about. Um, if all else is equal when they're thinking about making a change.
0: Yeah, I think that that definitely makes sense. So need to be able to find impact in everything that we do. Otherwise you feel stagnant or stuck or bored, all those different things. And then we go on social media and we look at all this awesome other stuff that people are doing at that other company. And anyway, um, (laughs) so (laughs) so I, I, I'm fascinated by, by what organizations can do to, to create that, to, to, to create good culture. And that's, I don't want to call it a throwaway word, but it's certainly a word that's beat up. Um, and I, I, I read this great blog post by Seth Godin, um, I think it was last week or the week before he was talking about just opening the bag of cookies. He said, if you throw a bag Mm. of cookies in the workroom that's closed, then nobody's going to eat them. But if you just open the bag, it'll be gone in an hour. And I thought, well, that's—it's what. What are your thoughts on that?
1: That's a great metaphor. Um, I think it's true, and I think a lot of times too, companies get stuck in the well, culture is about the perks, and it's about the bag of cookies, literally, right. <laughs> um, in the kitchen, and that's really not the case. And I think. What really drives culture is the way people behave with each other, the way they treat each other, the way they interact, the way they communicate, the way decisions are made. And then, even when you then think about the perks, how those are tied to those values that you've put into place. Um, You know, a great example, and this kind of ties to, you know, how is this impacting my life from a financial standpoint, is we definitely wanted to have some sort of wellness health perk um so first we did gym memberships um then we tried this sort of like groupon site for health stuff and every day they had a different deal and they had you know classes or all these different things and nothing was really sticking and i couldn't figure out why um and none of them were really being used very well people still were like yeah it's fine we don't really have a a benefit around wellness and like we have these things Um, and so what i realized was people really wanted flexibility so we have a very diverse group of people um, in a variety of different ways. And, you know, some people like going to the gym, some people like taking classes, some people like, um, doing five K's. And so they need the money for, you know, the registration for that. And so we actually changed our benefit to be a wellness allowance. Um, so you get an annual allowance and you can use it in any way you want, as long as it's for like a legit wellness activity. Um, and that tied to actually one of our values of what you see is what you get. We want people to be individuals. We want people to, to share the things that are important to them and not have cookie cutter people. And the reason why I bring that up around sort of the, the bag of cookies that's open is that you can have an open bag of cookies, but if it's not the right bag of cookies, hmm. people will nibble on it and they'll be like, yeah, thanks, that was fine. But it still won't have the impact and people still won't take advantage of it um, like they would if it was the thing that was actually important to them.
0: Yeah, I I. I... I love that, and I make sense why people are are gravitating and taking advantage of it. Um, w- so I've, I've 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 been thinking a lot about this as of late, and I, I think about um, how to reach a, a group of people, right? And if it's an organization or or whatever, that you're probably going to have on the front end. 10 to 15% of people who are going to be early adopters, who are going to be great at everything, they're going to be physically fit, they're going to be great at saving money, then you're going to have people on the back end who are kind of the opposite, and then that huge chunk of folks in the middle who there's maybe the opportunity to really have an impact. Do you think that that's a a fair way to look at an organization, a good way to look at it from a benefit standpoint, or a terrible way to look at it?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably pretty spot on i mean if you think about it it's um a similar bell curve to performance you've got a small group that are your high performer rock stars you've got a small group that probably is struggling and most of the people are kind of somewhere in the middle and when you think about you know where you spend your time as a manager most people spend their time with the rock stars and the people that are struggling and miss the great people in the middle yeah um and so i think that's probably the case in Anytime we bring a group to a group of people together and you look at them in, with some sort of certain lens. Um, and I think it's about, you know, one thing I think a lot about is for the folks that are in the middle in, in whatever lens that you're looking at them with is how do I help them? You mentioned choice earlier. How do I help them recognize that they have a choice? And those are the folks that are either going to, you know, be really happy where they are and stay where they are and stay engaged and just kind of be your middle folks. You have folks that can turn negative very quickly because they feel like something's happening to them or they're stagnant and they don't know how to make a choice on their own to make it make a change. Or you've got the folks that, you know, you've recognized there's potential and you can actually move them into the rock star category. And I think helping people realize they have a choice um, about if you're unhappy, you don't have to stay at your company, Um, you know, even if you're quote unquote in a job. Um, there's still other jobs out there. And so you don't have to be miserable. You don't have to be unhappy. If you really are talking to people and you can't find a better path in your current company, you can make a change. Now, going back to the financial piece, obviously, if you need to do that at the right time and you can't leave without something else already set up, I get all that. Um, but you still have a choice you don't have to sit there and be miserable.
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that very much. And that's 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 sort of the trick, right? Is Is how do you... How do you reach the people at the right time when they're ready to, to, to move into a new role or, or, or how do you stop people from, from, how do you stop that 70% from going to the bottom 15 versus the top Mm -hmm. without hammering people or giving them too much, too little, just finding that, uh, finding that balance? I I guess, I guess that's the trick. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a very hard thing to do because you can poke people too much and that actually aggravates them (laughs) when maybe they weren't there um yeah i think it's a combination of you know what is the right culture within your company um you know within my current company i definitely can have more conversations with folks as the you know as the hr person in other companies it's better coming from their manager or maybe they've got like a mentor or a buddy So it really kind of depends on the way the organization is is set up and how HR is viewed and how management is viewed um, to have those conversations. But I think the number one thing is is whatever is right for your organization, doing it early, setting that tone from day one with a new hire. You know, I wanna talk to you about your career. I'm gonna be giving you feedback. I wanna, I'm gonna care if you're engaged or not. And if any of those moments are on the negative side at some point, I wanna have that conversation. Um, with you, and so I want to set that expectation and tone now on day one. So if on day whatever you're having a bad day and you need to talk about it, you've known from the beginning that this is the kind of relationship I want us to have.
0: I love that, and I think that that's so important, right there. Expectations in any relationship, I think, are so key. So I think that that's great, and I think that that's great for um, great advice, certainly for for anybody who's running a company or managing people, whatever. From a from an individual standpoint, what, what do you wish that maybe employees knew or were more empowered to do?
1: That's a great question. I think, I think it ties back to the concept of choice and control and partnership. So well, yes, you definitely need your manager or HR to you know, help you get a promotion or make a job change or, or whatever the thing is, um, it also is not solely on them. You should come to the table as well, whether that is, hey, I really want to improve my presentation skills. I did a quick Google search and found this online class. Is this something the company would support? Or I really want to become a manager one day. I know we have a bunch of new hires coming on, on board. Is there any chance I could be like a mentor to them or a buddy to them or something just to kind of help flex those muscles? So coming and saying what's of interest to you, what's important to you and maybe an idea or two, or being honest and saying like, I don't know how to do that, but I want to let you know it's important or it's something I want to do in the future. Um, I've seen too many people just say, you know, where's my promotion? Where's my money to go take a, a class or whatever without the, partnership um on both sides and and like i said i know companies aren't perfect i know sometimes that's not the culture of a company and um i'm sort of painting probably a a pretty picture that everybody gets to work this way sure Um, but i think you know as an employee part of it is on you as well and it's a it should be a conversation about development not one way
0: i love it well karen savage nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them
1: I love it. Um, So I think it is my biggest tip is, again, I recognize that people at different stages of their lives need different things out of their jobs and their careers. Sometimes you need more flexibility. Sometimes you really need to make sure you're making the most money as possible. Sometimes you're willing to explore new opportunities and take a step back or or whatever the thing may be. So I think just being aware and being self-aware around what's important to you at this moment And then finding that within whatever work you're going to do. Because then if you are in a place where maybe you do need to focus on that job versus I'm thinking bigger about my career, you still feel engaged and excited um, or at least not hateful and horrible about going (laughs) to your job every day. So just think about what's important at that moment in your life. And that can change. And that's okay. And then finding the right job or company that fits what you need at that time.
0: Like That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. And Karen, thank thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the best way to reach me is definitely on LinkedIn. Um, Karen D Weeks uh, on LinkedIn. You'll see, you know, Order Groove and, and some of the other and Yodel and some of the other companies I've worked for. That's definitely the best way to reach me. Um, otherwise, you can also reach me. Um, I've got a Gmail account set up for uh kdweeks.hr at Gmail. Um, and so those are usually the best ways to find me. I'm not, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not really there a lot. So if you were to ping me there, it would probably take me a while to respond.
0: Fair enough. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Karen your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, can connect with her on LinkedIn and as well as email. I'll list both of those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Karen. Thank you. And thanks as always for listening. And until next time, keep up. how all the technology works behind it, and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to com forward slash podcast course, and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.